Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Marissa Green, who helps companies create employee experiences that provide more connection to purpose and balance between work and life in this hybrid work world. And Marissa offers consulting, strategy sessions, coaching, and employee workshops to make this a reality. Marissa, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you here. So can you expand a little bit more on, you know, where are you today with your business and who is it that you'd love to work with? Yeah, absolutely. So I am in the phase of transitioning from more referral-based and people I know um, type of work and consulting into really trying to get targeted and reach the people who need my genius the most. And Mm. as you said, the thing that I really focus on and drive toward is creating connection in this hybrid, I call it a workplace experiment. Um, Everyone's just experimenting. And as a result, we're completely isolated. And so I really focus on helping companies to design workplace experiences that help create these connections that we're really missing. And I kind of found that passion and that purpose through, you know, a long journey winding that I'm sure, you know, we'll get to later winding journey of, you know, getting to this place of wanting to solely do that and really serve people through my own business versus um, working on behalf of others. Mm. That sort of hybrid world that we're in right now. I love that you said we're also trying to work this out. We're trying, we're almost playing at this, but there's we talked to an awful lot of companies, especially the the big corporations who have said, hold on, I know we're, we're way past COVID now, but the residue, it's still there. Mm-hmm. Some places it shouldn't be. What's mm. going on? But mm. the impact that it had on the, the, the communication, on the connection between colleagues, um, peers, uh, people above you that you can just drip feed this information something was lost in the human experience during that time and mm-hmm. things weren't put in place to maintain that to bring that in right it sounds like this is like one of the challenges that you've picked up on it's like hold on okay world has changed but how do you bring this connection back how do you bring mm. people together so with with your clients what do you find like time and time again is the one thing that is like that they need to work through or action or just be aware of to then move forward. Yeah. They need to remember that the people working inside their organizations are humans. Mm-hmm. And these humans have a mindset that has been rooted in the way that we work for decades. Yeah. And we were thrown into the pandemic 
and we had to change, right? Like there was no choice. We had to figure out how to work from home. We've now come out of the pandemic and we're working in all these different hybrid ways that keep changing, right? One time it's two days a week. You need to find your way into the office. Now it's maybe four days a week. You switch companies because you didn't like the way they did it. So we're consistently changing, yet no no one's really offering or supporting employees and developing a mindset that can manage that level of change and really shift into the future of work. And so I believe that if we have more companies who can really look at their employees as individual dynamic humans who all have different experiences and need something different, then we can step away from having these one-size-fits-all policies that don't work for everyone and more into supporting employees in identifying the tools and the systems and the mindset that they need in order to be able to thrive in this new hybrid or whatever it becomes in the future. And mm. and that's for companies. I also feel that way for individuals. We as people, like we can do this ourselves too. We can take the time to reflect and really design work life on our own terms, even if that's within oops, excuse me, some kind of policy that a company has created. Um, so yeah. that's what I really focus on and want to help people do better. That one size fits all. One size very rarely fits all or it doesn't yeah. fit very well. Now, right. I love the way you brought that in. I mean, that's literally why I forget yourself was born. Seeing mm -hmm. all these entrepreneurs in, in rooms and in training, they're like, hold on, everyone's been given the same information. Right. Some people are succeeding, other people are failing but they have all the same knowledge, platforms, strategies. What's up with that? Yeah. It didn't take into account. And I think I want you to speak to this uh, principle as well. It didn't take into account where the entrepreneur was. Mm -hmm. It assumed the fears, the doubts, the guilt, the overwhelm, the fears, the, the frustration are the same. That's not the case. So we're all coming into this from a different place. No right. wonder it didn't quite work. And until... The books, the podcasts, the coaches, the systems, the strategies take into account right. where you are. Mm -hmm. It's not going to work for everyone. Right. Is this a similar kind of pattern that, that you've seen? Absolutely. So I studied human-centered design in my previous work life, and that was all focused on social entrepreneurship. So it's you know mm -hmm. a system and a methodology used to create systems of change that are focused on putting the people you're trying to impact at the center. And mm -hmm. so that is exactly what I'm trying to now take into the realm of employee experience or even personal work-life design, where we start putting the person that's trying to make the change at the center, and you then select or find the strategies and the tools that work for that person, rather yeah. than trying to apply larger one-size-fits-all systems or strategies onto a group of people. and I also have a background in diversity, equity, and inclusion, and that's extremely important to me. And I've watched how, you know, the systems of our workplaces are created for a particular type of person. There's an expectation of how you behave or act or do work inside a lot of companies, not all companies. Mm -hmm. And so a, a part of maybe the like meta level of what I hope to be able to inspire and or transition and change over time is this idea that by having a more human-centered workplace, not only can we help people thrive in a hybrid environment, 
but we can also start to create experiences that are open to more individuals and give them a choice in how they um, work inside these organizations rather than it needing to be like, I fit into something that someone else designed. Yeah. And you look at the, the, the two aspects, there's the the human experience and then there's the, the business experience mm-hmm. and the business time and time again it's about profitability it's about success it's about growth it's about continuing to move forward to innovate all good things there's nothing negative there right however to take this and how these two things they're not separate right how can you influence inspire have your workforce enjoy what they do mm-hmm. by doing that you're going to get better results better yes. inputs people want to they adhere to the values and the mission of the, of the business they work they work harder they work more efficient they work better therefore right. brilliant but so i think long ass question let's go towards focus so yeah. with focusing on the wrong thing ah. businesses focusing on the profit rather than the the team that then mm-hmm. will bring in the profit mm-hmm. do you find that when you talk to potential businesses that it's like, this is great, but we need to focus on the bottom line. And it's like, shift that perspective on that is your bottom line. Right. It it should be your bottom line. I think that I'd flip it a little bit around to your point. I don't think it's wrong for businesses to focus on the things that you mentioned. They have to, yeah. in order to succeed and have a place for people to go and work. Like there's a, um, a realness to that, right? And authenticity to the fact that that a lot of businesses exist to serve in some capacity and also make money. Mm. Um, I think it's the idea that if you want employees to be able to perform at their best for you, if you want them to be able to bring the best ideas, to sit down and ideate and innovate with the best of what's in their mind, Mm-hmm. then the environment that you create can make or break that. So the environment that you yeah. create can either supplement and support and and allow individuals to show up at their full capacity or their most authentic self, their best, or it can break that and make them not want to bring their best. They're going to hold back. They're going to save something. They're going to give that to somebody else. And so I I always frame it in the respect of what you do for your employees and that environment that you create enables them to give you their best so that the results are better and the results are even more meaningful. Mm. Um, And, you know, when you think about focus, this is such a tough nut to crack in this space. And I worked in in human resources for a long time and, and in the DEI space, you know, it's all centered on what's the business case for DEI? What's the business rationale? It's not enough for it to just be the right thing to do. Yeah. It has to also have the business case and the focus. But when people start making focused decisions inside organizations, it's usually for two reasons. It's either because there's a um, you know financial resource capacity that has been met, or it's a time an individual resource capacity, a bandwidth, you know, element. And especially in human resources, that's what we're all about. How do we make sure that people have the greatest bandwidth? Mm. And and I like to encourage my clients to think about it in in there's also an energy capacity that people have. And if you get people focused on the things that give them energy, you buy more than time. And so if you can create these environments where employees feel whole, they're supported, they've got the right tools and systems to manage this hybrid work environment, 
Mm. you're actually taking time off the table and you're getting so much more value out of the time that they're putting in, which again is going to increase your productivity, increase your results as an organization. Yeah. Crumb, the alignment is such a huge part of this. I mean, I love your the, the, everything you said there is about there is the direct impact and there's the indirect. Mm-hmm. What you're talking about is the indirect impact, which is yes. just as powerful, but it may be one, two, five steps removed. Therefore, it becomes sort of foggy in this landscape of I can't quite see the how this is this will help that. It's like, no, but it will because this thing's in between. And then hierarchy and then communication fails or gets muddied. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. these things get in the way. Mm-hmm. I want to sort of take this conversation and bring it back into the, the world of a, of a business owner, of the entrepreneur. Because yeah. yeah, you've said it. these two things are, they're so, so similar. Mm-hmm. So the looking at the, that sort of the, the bandwidth, thinking about the alignment that you were just talking about, where do you find with, because my gosh, you, you know, all these principles, you know, all these ways of working, you've seen how it impacts companies and teams. But to bring that to yourself and be able to apply it in the moment, mm. sometimes that's really tough. So where's mm. where do you find that you're out of alignment with the things that you're that you're trying to do or that you should be doing? Because insert whatever excuse you want, and they might be legitimate. As in, I'm just one person, so I have to do all this <laughs> stuff, even though, damn it, I don't like doing this. Uh-huh. What is it like to sort of live in that world? Yeah. So it's interesting because I think now that I am entering into truly building a business and wanting to drive total alignment is what I'll say, right? Like the part of building this business is so that I can be 100% aligned to what I'm doing. Um, I think that I end up hitting hurdles in even my own understanding of my knowledge and expertise. So I often find that when I have converse, okay, let me say this, when I'm deciding whether to put myself forward for a particular opportunity, Uh there'll be this whole self-talk that happens in, well, do you have the right expertise? Are you the right person? Are your ideas good enough? Right. That imposter syndrome. But it's interesting because especially in my line of work, so much of that imposter syndrome comes from my experiences inside corporate organizations, right? The Mm -hmm. hierarchy, that structure, the environments that didn't necessarily allow for me to grow and expand in the ways that were in full alignment to what I had to offer. And so it's like this residual conversation that happens in my mind (laughs) that doesn't have to be there anymore as an entrepreneur, but is so sticky and hard to let go of. Um, Oh my gosh, it's sneaky as hell, right? Yeah. I I just want a bit of clarity on this point because I see two ways of what you just said, um, Uh two sort of examples. Is it that within the corporate world, you've you've maybe seen too much you know the questions that the hierarchy is going to be asking you know the challenges that are coming your way bringing us into um on the entrepreneur and marketing and maybe even sales the objections you're going to get on a sales Mm. conversation in a webinar in whatever it might be and so by worrying about it so much by trying to avoid them oh my gosh we actually bring them forward and allow them to to be there so that right. seeing Good too much, point. you know what's going to happen. Or is it you've been scarred? You've kind of have, have the scars of being questioned. So mm. it's the experiences that you've had rather than the culture that you've seen. There's a two ways. A little bit of both, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a little bit of both because I've also seen examples and experiences where it's the opposite, right? Examples and experiences where um, people have very open minds. They're willing to give it a shot. They want to experiment and innovate or think differently about, in my case, employee experience. So, and I've had great leaders who have demonstrated that and modeled that. Um, So I've got examples of both. I think the piece that hits me a little harder are the times when it was specifically my experience and directed to me. Mm. Um, And I think that people in leadership positions, there's a difference between performance management and growth and development when you're working with humans, right? Mm. And a lot of managers and leaders will take the role of, I'm helping this person develop. So I'm going to clarify for them all the ways that they don't fit in the box that I expected, right? You're outside of the box. Here's the box I want you to be in. And that's a very different conversation than the box is going to get bigger because what you have to offer lives a little bit outside or exists, but I value that. And so therefore I'm going to help stretch you and help you grow, but I'm also going to stretch and grow the box. Like I'm, I'm also going to think differently about how we do things because what you have to offer gets us somewhere else. And Mm. so I don't know, I think I, those experiences are what I loved the most. And, and I want to try to create more of as I work in alignment, you know, in my own business. So with your with your professional expertise and your personal experience going through the other side of it as the business owner, riddle me this. Mm. Why don't we focus on those good examples? Why don't you, when you focus on a new opportunity, your brain doesn't go, here's all the reasons why you are the best person for the job. Why is it straight away? Ah, here's why it's not going to work. Here's examples. Mm -hmm. Why, why do, I know we don't choose to, Mm-mm. I can't say a choice because we continue to fuel mm. that. But stage one, it's not really a choice. I got you. You're mm-hmm. Why is that? Yeah. Well, it's the neuroscience of how our brains work. I mean, like in some way, shape and form at the very beginning, it isn't a choice because our brains are wired to find the risk. They're wired to keep us safe. They're wired to be efficient and easy and comfortable. And so we get stuck in those patterns. That's why... everyone has imposter syndrome. Everyone suffers from that in some way, shape or form. And I mean, I will say I've spent a lot, a lot of time and effort the past year and a half, like part of my journey in showing up and in believing in myself and starting a business. Part of that journey does include reframing all of that and trying to train my brain to think differently. Well, I I don't double tap on what you just said there. Because you just said the brain, we all know the neuroscience. We know how it's been set up, the different parts of the brain, what controls what aspects. It's it's there for primarily for safety. You said that. So yes. it keeps well, safety, make it easy, make it comfortable. However, now here's where the reframe comes in. Surely focusing on the good, focusing on what worked, focusing on the good examples, that will keep you safe. That makes things so much easier. That makes mm-hmm. things so much more comfortable. So the actual things that we know will bring that. The brain doesn't focus on by default. This is kind of this is the training we take our clients through. It's yeah, seeing everything it. you said. Here's what's going to work. Uh-huh. But we're not going to look at that. We're going to look at this instead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no wonder everyone struggles. Right? No wonder everyone struggles. Well, and not only that, but it's the idea of intention, right? In order to 
because our brains are wired a different way, we have to be super intentional about focusing on the good and focusing mm. on, you know, the pieces that, because then that replicates, right? That the more you focus on what you do have, the experience you did gain, what you can bring to the table, then that will just replicate and show up in those conversations. And, yeah. and it's that intentionality that's just so important. So as, as, as you've gone through this yourself personally, what's the, where's an example? Let's, let's make it real because we can talk to a blue in the face about here's what other people should do. Here's the reason sure, why. Sure, sure. Cool. Mm -hmm. But making it real, where is it within your business right now that is maybe the the place that's crumbs? This is this is tough. Even though I know you're going to say this, you're going to qualify. Yeah, I know this stuff. But, but... Still, it's, it's still <laughs> showing up. What what area is that, that that if you could resolve this, if you could move this and shift this? crumbs this would make a difference but enter the human experience mm -hmm. I think for me it is wholeheartedly going after the type of changes that I know companies need mm. even if the conversations are hard and it's yeah. going to take a great deal of influence like, and I think it's getting over how I come across and getting mm -hmm. into and always staying focused on the impact and the end result that I want to see happen or that I think can mm -hmm. happen through the work. So focusing on the good again. Let's talk about that. You, focusing on the good. Yeah, you started that sentence with, I know the conversation is going to be hard. <laughs> I did, didn't I? You did. Oh my gosh, isn't this interesting? Yeah. This conversation is going to be fun. That's what I have to say, right? To myself instead. Step one, that's what you need to be saying. But also, we can't lie to ourselves. Our brain knows when we've been like, come mm. on, dickhead. This isn't happening. You know, mm. All affirmations. Affirmations have a place, absolutely. Sure. How sure. you use them. I live in abundance and money comes to me effortlessly and easily. But if you're in a situation where you don't feel that, you don't see that, it's like, right. But I don't you feel it. Yeah. And now it has a negative impact rather than positive. Right. Because then but you just feel the disconnect instead of the. Yes. Yeah. There's the authenticity. There's the alignment piece. Mm -hmm. So be able to really fully align. So just saying, yeah, these concepts will be easy. But your brain like, but every single one isn't. And so far, here's the proof. Oh my gosh, brain, you want to bring all the proof? You, our brain is our worst enemy. It's got like a notepad saying, hold on. But there is this time where this happened. Uh -huh, and let me tell you uh -huh. about this. Uh -huh. So yeah, isn't it interesting to hold space for, so for you, it's the showing up. It's been able to get yourself out there when mm -hmm. you know the impact that you do have mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you're going to continue to have. Mm -hmm. What would allow you to, easily just calmly show up in the way that you know your future self is what's what's the block what's the barrier what is the the thing in the way do you do you even know what that is mm. do i even know what it is i don't know if i know exactly what it is because it's probably a multitude of things and experiences yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, cultural workplace, uh, family, like all different things, I think make up who we are. Mm. And so yeah. 
I think it's a multitude of factors. And I wonder if, and kind of going along the theme of what we've been talking about, it's less about identifying, for me, maybe less about identifying the barrier and more about figuring out how I'm going to jump, like focusing on the service, focusing on the impact, focusing on what I know to be true about the value that I bring and just jumping Mm. hurdle or not. And then allowing the proof to be in the experience. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes we talk ourselves into the idea that it's going to be hard and all this is good. So then we never do it. But once you just jump, you usually like, I I was sharing this with a client the other day. I was like, it's like when your kid goes to get a shot, it's like, it's the worst thing to me and then they get the shot and I'm like oh that wasn't so bad like I could do that again I could figure out how to manage that so I think for me it's just like jumping like just get anchored and jump it's I think managing those 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 two worlds of it is the the actions the implementation Mm -hmm. but also Mm -hmm. the mindset and the beliefs Mm -hmm. change your mindsets the actions need to change but if you keep changing the actions and the mindset isn't quite there no matter what what, no matter what jumping you're doing, it's still not working. So it's not the entire, it, it, it is about the entirety. It's not just to focus on one. That's why I just focus on mindset training. Mm, right. Drums, that's right. going to help you no end. Mm-hmm. However, you need more than just manifestation. You need more than just sure. your understanding. Logically, you logified everything here. Is that a mm-hmm. word? Logified? Done. We're going to make it we'll a word. It. I like it. Yeah, it's a, absolutely. It's a word today. <laughs> that's the British version, honestly. Anyway. The, the, the point I was trying to get to was um, with your statement, I asked you a big question and it was a big question mm-hmm. and you're on a podcast. You have to answer it within a certain amount of time. Else right. We just sit here in silence. No one wants that. I could just not answer. <laughs> yeah, oh, I get you it. could not. Absolutely. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But there's, there's the, the logical answer that you found, which is, well, it, it, there's so many different things and it might be this and it could be this and there's this. It's like to allow the emotion to allow the first mm-hmm. thought to come through. We, as human beings, we have this superpower to overcomplicate everything. Mm. And I share this because I, as, a, as, a, as a projector from you know, human design, mm-hmm. it's like I know from as a splenic projector, my intuition is a blast and mm. it's lost. Mm. And if I think about it, the logical mind takes over. So it's super, super quick. Yeah. So with that question, I I don't know the way that you work or how you're set up or you know, your design. However, generator. Of course you are. There we are. There's <laughs> the yeah. generator that I just need to do the thing. I just need to take it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hold on. Yeah. But what was the thing that it was like your body wanted to say, this is a problem. This is how it's scary. This is how it's hard for me. Here's mm-hmm. here's why I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, hold on, let, let's let's just pause. Yeah. Let's work on that. Let's look at all these different aspects. And then it kind of gets lost along the way. That's why I joke yeah. all the time about when we qualify answers. I have this problem, but but I know I should be doing this. Uh-huh. It's interesting. So, yeah. so it's a long rant from me about understanding, I think, the intuition, understanding what the true thing is. If you could be a little bit less generatory, there's another word for you. <laughs> You're full of them today. <laughs> I'm normally full of it. Katie says that all the time. Thank you very much. But I'm kidding. If, if you could bring it back into bring that playful mindsets, understanding, 
mm-hmm. into play and have those two working a bit more with each other. Mm. Would that, I, I love those noises. Mm, would that change anything? Okay. So it's interesting. I work with a, a coach who's been helping with, you know, the mindset piece. Yeah. And I think she's going to love this conversation when she hears it. Cause she's going to be like, yep, that's 100% Marissa and what we've been working on, which is this idea of mm. I, like what I'm interpreting with what you're saying is a little bit of the sit with it. Like I try to skip ahead. I, I either rationalize or logicize the what's happening. Um, yeah. Or, or I just want to skip it. It's like, well, yeah, there's probably this issue, but I'm just going to jump into action because, you know, that'll just yeah. take care of it. I'll just like go ahead and do it. So I like what you're saying. I think for me personally, sitting with it is hard. Like I'm, a, I, I'm like a hard to sit still, like hard, you know, all those things. How So I do find that when I am going to sit with something and try to like mm. really clarify it, I have to, like, I do need to be intentional about the space and the time that I take to kind of yeah. like pinpoint it. Like, I don't know if I could... Like, what is it? I could sit here and think, Mm. I just think, I think I'm scared. I think I'm scared. I'm probably mostly scared about what other people are going to think about what I'm doing. Mm. And yeah. Okay, so now we've gone we've gone full circle because you were saying before, I think even before we press recording the episode, it's it's the mm. showing up. That's one of the one of the things that's like, yeah, that's that could be tough. I'm great in these areas, mm-hmm. but in these areas, mm-hmm. not so great. Mm-hmm. And it's okay, if now we're away from the action, we're straight into the mind, into the person, into mm-hmm. the human mm-hmm. being scared. Is is that the fuel for mm. avoidance? Is that the fuel for let me sit on this and work it out a little bit more. Let me just mm-hmm. do all these, as we call faux action or side quests. I'm looking, I'm really busy over here. Oh yeah. <laughs> 100%. Let me give you an example. Cause you, you yeah. like stories, right? Okay. So get, showing up in social media is um, hard, you know, whatever we can rationalize it in whatever way, but it's hard for me. And, um, so I did start doing more in social media. I have a podcast mm. that's focused on working parents. Like it was, that was part of me getting my voice out and just finding a space for me to be me. Yeah. And then I wanted to take it more onto social. I started doing these posts and I got some feedback. Some feedback was like, yeah, this is amazing. I love it. And then like some of the feedback was like, I think it might be too much. I think you might be either doing it too much, showing up too big, you know, that kind of thing. And yeah. I just like boop, stopped. I was like, oh, shit like excuse me i'm gonna just like shit damn swear away you you go for it (laughs) i'm gonna just step away and stop because i got scared because of this you know point of feedback and i think it you know anchors down in that idea of like pleasing others i want others Mm. to feel comfortable and happy i don't want to take up too much space i want to you know i'm willing to limit myself out of respect for someone else and so it's it's the fear of what other people will think as well as the idea of I can't take up too much space rather than the, the confidence, the assuredness, the, um, yeah, the, the vision that you have, which is all these, these small things. This is the, the emotional immunity phase that we talk about. Mm. And I forget yourself to better hold space for. Yeah. I'm saying this. Yeah. I'm doing this mm-hmm. mm, mm, better mm-hmm. and holding space for that, regardless of what other people are doing, thinking, saying, 
Yes. Nice. Gotta hold space for like, that's where the action comes in, right? Like that's yeah. where the just do it like mentality makes sense of once I've gotten to that point, like click send, click post, stop fittering around about it and just do it at that phase. Nice. I love this. This is so much. We can go on for hours talking about this. I love I these concepts. Can. Marissa, thank you so much for sharing yeah, uh, thank you. your business, how you help people and how you're changing the, the human experience in, in companies, but also behind the scenes as you, as you grow your own company. It's beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. This was very helpful. I have a lot to think about now. Ah. Days, so thank you. Well, <laughs> I won't ruminate too much. <laughs> so, well, look, and if you want to find out more about you and the work that you do, where can mm-hmm. they find you? Yep. MarissaGreen.com. There you are. Very nice easy. and straightforward. Everyone go and check that out. But again, thank you for being here. Thank mm-hmm. for playing along. It's been, yeah, it's been so much fun making up words and sharing principles. Yes. We'll that. have a dictionary coming out soon. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark. Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is. And we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah. So please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. See you next time. Bye.